Ryan, Tony, and Chris We can't guarantee that you're gonna look great. But if you wanna stay in shape, well, you better hit the chinwits. Welcome to the Jim Woods Podcast. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic. And I'm Tony Marinucci, a.k.a. Tips with Tony, your registered dietitian. And we are the Jim Woods. What? <laughs> you had something to say, right? We, oh, wait. We weren't going to start. Okay. Well, the first thing <laughs> that I would like to Not say. Not off to a good start. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we'll make uh, a New Year's resolution to start our episodes better. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the first thing I would like to mention is I'd like to congratulate our intern Crystal on getting her new internship at CUNY TV. So congrats Crystal on that. (laughs) She's hanging out with us here and she's very happy. So yeah, it's awesome. Congrats. Should be some great work. Is that what you weren't selling it? Oh, okay. All yeah, right. I, I always like to do a, a reveal. So weird. For <laughs> so, so like, like, <laughs> you, you make these reveals for a podcast where nobody, like where our facial expressions and context would actually be important. And so without context, you make this reveal that then I have to, I'm surprised by and confused by because <laughs> it, it makes no sense. Not that it makes no sense to me, but it's not a, it doesn't like, it's not going to hit me. And then we've got listeners that are trying to get some fitness information and they got to listen to you try to go for some weird reveal. But so. that's what makes it interesting and funny <laughs> and that's why people love us. Should I close I, this window? I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tone, why don't, I you, guess why so. don't you close the window? I don't want to close the window, but I know, the, the sirens so much are going to come. The sirens, yeah. are, the sirens yeah. are on their way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if there was a, a Jim Witz comic, like the villain would be sirens. Yeah, there'd be, be some some manifestation of of uh, of police and fire sirens. It'd be our, our yeah, sure. Line. No, I know. Always happens. All right. So the first thing I wanted to uh, discuss today, before we get into our New Year's resolution, is about going down the rabbit hole of YouTube or anything really online. I've just have you gone on gone down any fun rabbit holes recently? Uh, a couple. I, um, we were talking about it before. So so uh, so basically, someone mentioned. So I do this other podcast where we talk about. Um, pop culture stuff, uh, the cynic radio podcast. And we talk about like TV and movies and stuff. And so, uh, somebody had mentioned that someone said to him, Hey, is the Ryan George on your podcast? The same guy that works for, um, I think it's screen rant. And they were like, no. Um, but then I was like, Oh, another uh, Ryan. You discovered George. There's so, another Ryan so George. I discovered hanging there's out. another Ryan George who has now taken over me. Um, if you type Ryan George into Google, I used to show up first, oh, that's no longer. Oh. So Uh-oh. now is my nemesis. Um, but, so, so <laughs> we just invited him on the podcast. Yeah. So this other Ryan George shows up and he, and he has, has actually has some hilarious, um, uh, things for ScreenNet called pitch meeting. So basically it's like, uh, he's pitching a movie to himself. Like one version of him plays like the, the writer and the other version of him plays like the studio exec. And it's pretty hilarious takes kind of like in the same vein as like honest trailers and cinema. So that was kind of the rabbit hole I jumped over. Now it's not your typical rabbit hole because it was one kind of video source no, and one counts. person, a solid but still hole. kind of like I, I intended on watching two and I probably spent about an hour and a half watching videos. Tell them what about you? So I don't go into a rabbit hole, but so it's, you know, I basically my business is an online business. So when I'm using things like social media, Instagram and Facebook, I'm (laughs) replying to messages, following up with clients, like 
you know, marketing myself, putting out valuable content. Um, so there's times though where I'll go into it without an intention and that's never good because then you just are scrolling and commenting, but you're not really going in with an action plan. Like I have all these messages I need to respond to, or I was supposed to write this comment or this post on this page and, you know, engage in this conversation because it was someone I wanted to ask to be on the podcast or something like that. So I've learned that before I pick up my phone and it's something I'm practicing, maybe I'll make it a new year's resolution (laughs) to think to myself, okay, what am I going into this for? Cause I have a terrible habit of just like constantly just like checking Instagram without actually doing anything. And just like, I find I'm like on there a lot without actually without any purpose behind it. Nice. Nice. So Um, what was yours? I've gone down a few and somehow they, they connect. So uh, Ryan and I were recently at a uh, at a place where we met this guy who. Well, uh, don't give away the story because no, I'm not going to. This is just a sidebar, where we met some guy that was uh, sort of oh, uh, hung guy. out okay. with the um, the club kids of New York, which were sort of these misfit but very artistic party people. They actually made a movie about the the main guy. Uh, I think Macaulay Culkin played him. Uh, it was this guy, Michael Alig. I think he's out now. He's still promoting parties. I think he just got out of prison. Who wound up killing someone. So uh, the party eventually came to an end. So I started, uh, because he was, I guess, the guy we met was sort of hung out in that group. I started looking at old footage of these club kids on old talk shows like uh, Geraldo and Donahue and those shows, which got me looking at old weird episodes of that talk show with and all the different sort of different fads and things that were issues of the day. Like they did an episode on uh, moshing. You remember, like uh-huh. Ryan? Did you ever go into a mosh pit? Yeah, a couple times. Right. So that, but in the '90s, even granted, even though it goes way back. Uh, well, not too much further back, but it goes back into the 80s with punk rock music, right? It became very popular and because people became aware of it and uh, parents became very concerned that it was dangerous, and it was. And I think there was, you know, a couple kids uh, unfortunately died due to various things that happened in, in, in mosh pits. So there was an episode on that, and it got me then. I looked at older footage. It was just like weird stuff, and then somehow... I clicked on a side, another um, video that had to do with catching, oh yeah, maybe one episode was on a con artist, and then I started looking at people scamming the con, or catching the con artist, and then it somehow devolved into me watching these videos of these sort of hacker type people that would scam internet scammers. So those people that try to scam you on getting control of your computer, he would get control of their computer. So yeah, that was the fun rabbit hole that I went down. Yeah, it's interesting to see kind of the, <laughs> the different like turns that it takes. Like what you, it's like telephone, you know, where you start yeah, yeah. and where you end. Um, you know, that would actually make for an interesting. Um, sure, we all do it now. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun to go down a rabbit hole every once yeah. in a while. I know Facebook makes it easy, like when you start going to videos, because you look at one video and then it you know leads you to another video and then leads you to another video and. Yeah, that, that can happen pretty. You, know, you start looking at puppies, and then you're seeing like decapitations. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so. I should have that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, all right. So let's uh, before we get into like the main topic, we'll talk a little bit about um, we got an interesting study for the week, um, or for a few weeks. So I think it was a New York Times study um, that basically showing that or talking about how. Um, well, the story was in New York Times. I'm not. You know, the study was published by them, but um, basically, that aerobic exercise may help with aging. So. Um, by basically so making it makes you older. It helps you get older. Yes, it does help you get older. Um, no, it helps. It helps by making the cells basically biologically younger. So, um, 
it has to do with uh, so so telomere length. Remember we talked about that a while back, and that like yeah, kind of like we've talked about yeah that. we did. And so basically, like you know, your telomere length telomere length is is connected to your is connected to the aging process. So the shorter they are, the faster you age. And so you know, kind of telomeres are like the um, the best analogy is like the um, strings at the end of a shoelace. And so again, if they're str- if they're longer, um, that's associated with with kind of again a biologically younger person. So in this study, there was 129 middle aged men and women. Um, who, with no, who didn't exercise. Um, they basically tested their blood and telomere length. And then they had a few different groups. So, you know, your control group, you had uh, another group that did some strength training. Um, there was a group that did a 45-minute jog. And then there was another group that did high-intensity interval training. So they basically did kind of um, four rounds of four minutes um, of high-intensity interval training. What they found was that the basically the weight training group and the um, control showed little change. Um, but the joggers and the hit, tr- hit people actually showed much longer telomeres, telomeres and um, also white, increase in white blood cells. So kind of an interesting study in showing kind of the importance of cardiovascular activity and, and aging. I think we, we all, sometimes we, you know, it kind of goes back and forth whether like cardio is more important or strength training is more important. And I think, you know, the consensus should, is and should be that they're both important yes. and you should be doing both. And, you know, the nice thing is that, you know, whether it's interval training um, or it's, you know, longer duration cardio, kind of steady state cardio, either one can work, but you really need to be doing both. You can't get away with just doing one or just doing the other. Well, there's the, the moral. If you want a longer telomere, then do some more uh, aerobic activity. Oh, I was, I was, I was, exp- I was hoping for something better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna rhyme something with telomer. Oh yeah, no, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> Which I think I'm pronouncing, mispronouncing anyway. Uh, all, right. all right, so oh, <laughs> the topic for today. So today's topic, because we're totally trying to cash in on the fact that it is on or around January first when you're listening to this, is um, ten reasons why your New Year's resolution will fail. You know, really trying to put the scare in you, and then ten things you can do um, as an alternative, or or ten kind of uh, proven strategies. And a couple of these might be a little contentious, but, uh, but we'll go through. I wrote the list, so full disclosure, this was me. Um, and so we'll kind of go through each, and we'll kind of have our own little discussion. But so I, I like the fact that you offered solutions. Like nothing annoys me more in life than yeah. when someone poo-poos something but doesn't offer a solution. I deal with it all the time. It's like I don't like that. Well, then how should we fix it? I don't know, but I just know I don't like it. It's just really, it's like a pet peeve of mine when, when someone says something like that. Yeah. It's like, okay, so you don't like it, right? But you don't, but you gave a solution. So yeah. um, and I think try. that's very valuable. And, you know, look, I, I tried my best to make the solutions connected to the problems, but not always the case. Yeah, Again, well, these are, it really is like 10 reasons, 10 things that work generally, 10 things that generally don't always work. Um, I, I, but, like know, I like it. All right, well, let's jump in. All right. All right, so our first, well, 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 first off, just a little spiel about uh, New Year's resolutions in general. We've we've done episodes on it in the past, and if you haven't listened to it, uh, go back and listen to it. We, you know, a big point about it is that it's even though it doesn't seem like it, it is sort of an arbitrary date. So just keeping that in mind. Um, that it that even though it sounds like important, it's a thing, right? That it really is arbitrary, and that you know, health, fitness, 
wellness are things that you should o- always be striving for. And actually, Tony, if you listen to the, the Tips with Tony podcast, she mentions that not to wait for New Year's. It's right. That's the idea behind it. It's, you know, I think it's arbitrary. So please yeah. check out the Tips with Tony podcast as well. Thank you for that plug, but it's true. So, <laughs> so, um, right, so what's our first one? Well, so I was going to say, I, lo- I lost my train of thought. I was going to say. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah. And also, we, we were talking about this before because I think for, for Justin um, and Tony were kind of trying to wrap their heads around why are these necessary? Necessarily news, news resolution and really like none of these are specific to New Year's resolution I think the 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 fact is like if there's one day where most people are gonna try to change it's New Year's so it's more about like or the day what are things that don't work when you try to make a major change and what are things that do work and so that's really the way to look at it so I think you know again we're, we're, we're as cynical as the, you know the next guy we just try to be transparent about, about <laughs> or not as cynical but we, we try to take advantage no, no, of, uh, of situations I am. but I, I'd say Tony's we, not cynical we at all. try to take advantage of um, situations as much as the next guy we just try to be honest about it so look at the end of the day we're slapping New Year's resolution onto it because of the time of year because it's gonna no but I think it's very important but when it's actually people are gonna fall into these traps all right so the first the 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 first trap is creating extremely ambitious goals or or goals that are just way too lofty and see people saying well all right after New Year's I am going to cut out all carbs. I am going to cut out all sugar and all saturated fat, right? So that seems like something very difficult. Or I am going to start going to the gym five days a week. So what are the pitfalls in making a goal like goals like that? I, well, I think it, the what makes it extreme is always compared to what the person's already doing. So like if a person barely ever exercises and like to them to, to go to the gym five days a week sounds like a lofty goal if you barely you haven't been in the gym in five years but if you're someone who's been to the gym and like you know you go regularly now you want to do five days a week that's not as extreme yeah. so it's always compared to the person like what's extreme for you and what's extreme for me are different things yeah that's a great point like we if yeah like me if i if i'm like you know what this year i'm gonna work out six days a week two hours a day that's going to be a lot for a lot of people. But for me, that's not too far off from what, what I currently do. So it's more, yeah, versus if you go from not working out at all to doing that, it's a big thing. Also, you know, if you make, you know, the other part, I think that is if you set a goal of I'm going to run a marathon in April and you can't run a mile, that might be a problem. Right. You know, if you say I'm going to lose 50 pounds by, you know, July but you've never been through that, you know, that's a problem too. So kind of, you know, both in what you're, you're going to try to do in the moment or day to day or week to week, and also in, in what your aspirations are, you know, if they're, if they're too much, um, that becomes problematic. So what, so what is the, uh, the, the a nicer or a, like a, a more reasonable approach? So we choose comfort. Uh, and, you know, it's, just, it, it, it's, you know, in that, with any any massive change, you know, again, we talk about it a lot, so you know, won't go too much into it. But any massive change requires um, some giving up something from your life. So the more comfortable you can make those changes, the more likely you are to succeed. So you know, for example, if if you decide you know you're going to start going to the gym and you don't work out, and you have two options, you can work out at the gym that's close to your house, or you could work out at the you know some fancy I don't know kickboxing. Let's say there's a Muay Thai gym. You really want to do kickboxing, but it's an hour away from home. But you're really motivated to do it. You might join and you'll sign up and you'll start doing it. But really soon the the balances will tip, and that mo- as that motivation wanes, the desire to get home early is gonna gonna be present. Um, the desire to not travel and not spend the money on drive you know, parking or whatever is gonna be present. So you know, or you know, if you let's say you hate running, but you're like, but I, I really I'm gonna I'm gonna 
you know, I, I want to start losing weight. Maybe don't run, maybe bike or maybe find another activity. So kind of when, when you're making your decisions, um, same thing with food. If you, if you decide that you're going to start eating better, um, and you, you love sugar, probably don't want to do the ketogenic diet. Like, you know, you want to choose things that are going to be comfortable. So as you're making your changes, make changes with that in mind. Um, cause it's more likely to stick when you're, when you don't have those forces kind of saying, you know, stop, I don't want to do this. I think that's a really good point because you read everywhere, like growth starts outside your comfort zone. And I think that there's a line there and I actually have a, another episode out about it. It's like, there's the, the green is like, you're super comfortable. The yellow is like, you're somewhat uncomfortable. So like, yeah, going to the gym when you're not used to going to the gym is going to be uncomfortable, but taking a spin class when you hate spin, that's going to make you really uncomfortable. Yeah. So chick, choose something that's going to push you a little bit outside your comfort zone. Cause you need to create change, but it's not something that's going to like you said, once the kind of motivation kind of wavers and you're back to like your normal, like, you know, the New Year's resolution hoorah is kind of over, it's going to be really hard to sustain that. So I think that's a really valid point. Mm. I think a lot of people are under the impression that they have to go completely outside their comfort zone in order to create change. Yeah. All right. So the second uh, trap. So give, I'll, give, I'll give a little yeah, background on the second one because we, I know we'll get a little discussion on it. So um, we, we just recorded a debate um, where I was kind of for negative thinking, not really, but it was a kind of positive thinking <laughs> debate where we kind of discussed like positive versus like maybe, you know, not so much focus on it. Um, and so while in the midst of this, I was kind of into like anti mantras and stuff like that. So I'll just put that out there um, that my, my negative w or bad was like kind of just do, doing the kind of mantras and affirmations, kind of telling yourself, um, and uh, I'm going yeah. I'm I'm to piggyback off of this to, to make it sound because mantras and affirmations may be motivational. They might actually they might help some people. I think what Ryan is trying to say is doing these mantras or, or affirmations without backing it up with the work that goes yeah. into it. So I am going to lose weight. I am going to lose weight. I am going to lose weight. But you haven't changed your diet at all. You're not exercising. So a mantra isn't going to do anything mm -hmm. if you don't back it up with the work. Yeah. Fair. That's good. Is that, is that make sense? Good, yeah. So, and I agree. However, I do believe that someone, maybe, maybe not. Maybe this isn't the way I want to go about it. Look, let's just um, all agree that Ryan's wrong in this instance. No, okay? <laughs> Wait, you just said I'm right. <laughs> I, I know, but I still think you're wrong. No, okay. so. no, the thing, <laughs> the thing that affirmations yeah. do, though, is it does make you put the focus towards your goals and what you want. So it does mm. remember. It does help you kind of remember kind of what what you're going for. So for someone who I, you know what? I'm going to say this. For someone who's already motivated, it is very helpful yeah. because it keeps you in that zone. But for someone who's thinking that affirmations are going to be what motivates them to get them started, not happening. Okay, that's fair. I, I think that's a great way to put it. Because I think I think that there are certain stretches, just like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone. I think it's in the same way. Like if you're someone who's already motivated and you work like, you know, you, totally. you know, then pushing yourself out of your comfort zone can totally help. Because yeah, like it is something fitness, that's... Like people who really are, all, are already into fitness, they know that in yeah. order to get grow muscle, you have to really push yourself that extra rep yeah. like there are things you're gonna have to wake up and go do two a days possibly like you're really trying to get to that next level yeah. but like yeah but we're going back to number one we don't want that extreme yeah. like ex experience we want it to be gradual change and that's what i was referring to before like what's extreme for one person like someone ryan might look at the way the way that we ex the amount that we exercise like people might look at that as an extreme because yeah. it's new but because they're not used to that but yeah. for us it's pretty normal yeah. and like you said to do two hours a day you know that would be a challenge but it, it, it's outside your comfort zone but it is also possible it's not extreme yeah. to you no that's fair and i know I, I then i think we're we're 
in agreement on that because yeah. like I think what the problem with the, that I'll have with mantras and affirmations again same thing as I think when we were in the positive thinking dis- d- debate which I, if it's not posted yet will be posted soon which is a fun debate is I think the main issue for me is I think when you use that as that is the that's going to make it work and right. I think that doesn't replace it, it's great there as a tool um, if the work is there and if you're motivated already. Yeah. but I think the, the this problem is when someone kind of uses that as all right, I'm just going to wake up, I'm going to think about it, and that's going to make it work. And I think that's a problem. It keep, it'll keep it present, but it's not going to replace the actual work. Right. Um, and also, so now the reverse is I was reading a study, an interesting one I'll post on the show notes, that was kind of dealing with kind of um, the difference between kind of mantras and also um, another way of thinking, which is just an, an ask question. And it actually seemed that there was um, a benefit to actually asking yourself if you're going to work out today. So, you know, if, if you say... You know, instead of saying, you know, I'm going to work out today, if you say, am I going to work out today? And you answer that for yourself. And something about the the process of kind of asking yourself that actually seemed to ha- correlate with the people actually going into the gym. So um, it was just kind of an interesting, interesting thing I read and maybe an interesting strategy. Again, same thing as with the mantras. You know, I just kind of found a way to shoehorn this ask question thing in because I thought it was a really interesting um, is- paper. Uh, but... It, it still isn't going to replace it. If you ask yourself if you're going to go to the gym and you don't go to the gym, that's a problem. So <laughs> you still want, you still need to actually do the work um, yes. or something like that. All right. So the next trap, which is one that we see all too often, is following a, a program that is so strict or so sort of almost cl- um, closed off to anything else, right? So the only way I'm going to lose weight is if I do the keto diet. Right, that's the only way, or the the only way to work out is to do high intensity interval training. Right, so now we know those can be effective, but there's not one way to do it. And if you get stuck in 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 sort of this tunnel vision, that can lead to problems. What are some of the issues that that happen if you really have that tunnel vision? Yeah, well, so I mean, the, uh, well, Tony, do you have any? thoughts on that with the tunnel vision oh absolutely i mean yeah. my my biggest my favorite quote ever is stay committed to the plan but flexible on the approach because yeah. part of developing committing to a healthy lifestyle is discovering what works and what doesn't so you have to have an open mind and try new things and experiment but give it give it time to see if it works and apply it and and see if it's helpful for you but it's never you know a straight and narrow answer there it's it's that's what's why diets don't work because they're made for one specific person or situation and in life there's just so many barriers and and factors that come into play that it would be almost impossible to follow one thing and have it work completely perfect for you yeah so no you guys both both hit on you know the what i was kind of trying to get at it was yeah it's you you need some flexibility there needs to be flexibility uh again especially if you're starting from a, a low you know kind of a low starting point you know it's different again if it's you know if i want to run a marathon like i'm you know i've been in fitness long enough and exercise enough and run enough that i could do it then i need a strict program but i have a, ba- a background and kind of an understanding in it so you know the you know you just want to be careful of, of thinking that there's just this is how i have to do it okay. um and then the reverse so the way around that or another way around that is you know instead of really being focused on the program kind of find social forces so find you know, a system where you have other people to kind of, you know, give you feedback to motivate you that you make you want to show up, you know, so whether it's a friend or well, a, a social of it group. is, is we, we recently did a, sorry to cut you off, but we, we recently did uh, an interview with Jen Stevens, who um, is really into intermittent fasting, and she has a series of Facebook groups, and it's a whole community that offers support. 
so if you know there's a there's that time where you're like oh, I'm just feeling hungry and a little down today, right? You go on, you can talk about it, and there's people there that are yeah. you know that that are there to help you through it. Tony does that as well, right? Yep, yep. And yep. Tony does it. We'd yep. like to do that. <laughs> we, <laughs> it takes time, but yeah, no, that that you know, so that's it. It's like having social forces are a huge motivator and a, a huge thing to keep people in line and keep people on 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 target. Um, and so instead of really thinking I've got to do this program thing, you know, I got to have a team, a group with me that will help me through it. Anything to that? I'm all about accountability. So I know it doesn't, and also I'm not just even a team, but I don't know if this is on the list, so I could be jumping. Um, I don't. I think we mentioned it, but we didn't put it on. But like, also maybe a coach, you know, or or a dietitian or a personal trainer, like someone that kind of gets it. Yeah, no, that can help you kind of create your own. Like a personal trainer is great because they help you create a workout plan. They they listen. Well, if it's a good one, they'll listen to you. They'll figure out like what works for you, what works for you with your body and give you a workout program that might be more realistic for you to stick to. Same thing with a dietitian. They're going to work with you. They're going to listen to what you're currently eating, give you modifications to that, help it align with your goals, you know, make it a little bit more streamlined and individualized to you. Um, so that way, like, cause in the group setting, like for example, in my Facebook group, everyone's on their own personal journey, doing their own different thing. But at the end of the day, the common goal is to commit to a healthy lifestyle. So the support is there. Um, but there also, I think, needs to be some individualization there, which is separate from that strict program. A strict program has no real individualization to it. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Well, and, and speaking of the positive, positive social force we we're just talking about, I think that that'll bring us to our next trap, uh, our negative social forces. Yeah. Right? So we know what those can be. Right, if you're perhaps you're living with someone, or you have a uh, a, uh, a a circle of friends that they go and they drink all yeah. the time. So yeah, right, ne- things like that. Negative social forces kind of which manifest- may not be which may be fun, and like not to say that's always bad, but they it might get you away from your goal. So negative social forces kind of manifest themselves in a couple of ways. So you have that. You have like let's say a spouse, or you have kids. And you're, you know, you're just so making, you're that even though you should having a spouse preparing kids good food. Are, net, are bad for that. <laughs> I'm saying that if you have a spouse or kids that eat unhealthy, then that could be tough if you're trying to, to modify your lifestyle. Um, but the other side is like, you know, that I know tons of people who, who lose weight and then they almost have friends and family that will make them feel bad for losing weight. Oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, you could, you can, you can afford You look at how, look at how thin you are. You need to, you need to fatten up or you, you could afford a cake or whatever it is. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, not that like I we always talk, you know, cheating is fine if you're, if it's kind of planned and, um, it's not that you don't, you don't have it, but you shouldn't let somebody guilt you into it or make you, you should have made that decision on your own. Um, so yeah, you just want to be aware of those, of those forces in your life that will be negative and kind of account for that ahead of time so that you're planned mm-hmm. and you, you know what to say, or you know how to, you know, you have strategies to get out of the situation. You know, everybody deals with their families and friends differently. So, you know, if, if you're trying to get me to, I could probably tell you to, you know, just, you know, to screw off. But for some other people, I might have to delicately say something or say, oh, you know what? I, I just ate earlier. I'm a little full or, or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Like you have those different relationships, but you don't want to be kind of caught off guard. You kind of have to be ready or you could use um, I, I, <laughs> such an awful example. Is this an example of a negative social? Um, no, no, it wasn't. Uh, the, the example of the friend that, that um, bro- <laughs> he, so he would, uh, he, his wife was eating a lot and she, she had put on a lot of weight and he wanted her to, he wanted to help her lose weight. So what he would do is he would eat his dinner before going home and then he would eat a healthy meal at home to try to guilt her into eating healthy. It didn't work. And I don't know how this is connected to it. I just thought that's a really funny story. I think you know the friend. It's awful, but it's kind of a funny story. (laughs) 
Oh, gosh. Well, I will yeah. say that people don't anticipate that with change, people people don't like change. So we already don't like change. It's That's why it's so difficult to form new ha- new habits. But as you change, the people around you treat you differently. And that's definitely something that isn't spoken about enough. Yeah. Um, and it becomes challenging. And that's why sticking to goals become challenging because you yourself are already questioning who's this new me, what's going to happen. And now people around you are pointing it out. And, it, you know, those, like you were saying earlier, Justin, like that group of friends that you used to go out with and drink with and hang out with all the time if you're trying to lose weight you might be seeing them more seeing them less often not intentionally but just because you're recognizing that you know your values now are getting up or early in the morning to get to the gym rather than staying out late and drinking and so through that experience like they might take it a certain way they might think you don't like them or or that you're trying not to be friends with them but no it's just that your values changed and they may not understand that and part of them not understanding that might be because they themselves are you know maybe struggling or you know there, there's a that's like a real that's a real sure. whole other topic like we could really uh, we could go definitely down talk that. about it yeah. and i and i think that in in a lot of social settings um i don't know if it's more with girls than than with 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 guys but there might be some jealousy too mm-hmm. so if they see someone getting into really good shape if you're a friend you should be happy for them mm-hmm. i th- i think at least Right, you you, sh- you should you should want someone your friend to be healthier, but uh, I'm sure that it, some some people will get get jealous, like saying, "Oh, this person's getting into good shape." You know, this person's building you know building muscle or losing fat, right? And there might be some jealousy, so mm-hmm. there could be an underlying uh, you know sort of an underlying tone of, "Oh, you know, let's go let's go let's go go come out drinking, right?" Or j- just something to like bring the other person down to earth you know kind of kind of sabotage them a little like honestly it happens um and it's what i i tell i teach my clients it's called projection so when Mm -hmm. someone makes a negative comment about like or how are you not going to have that extra slice of cake or how are you not why are you not drinking like it's really that their own feelings of insecurity of not being able Mm -hmm. to resist temptation and they're just projecting it onto that other person so it doesn't have anything to do with that person although it might feel like it it usually has everything to do with them but yeah it's that's definitely um that, that requires someone to help talk to that gets you like working with a dietitian, yeah. strategizing around it. Um, depending on your family, it could it could be really challenging to lose weight if your family doesn't understand or your friends. Yeah. Oh, great. I, I used um, to uh, I used to be jealous of how uh, fast Ryan would would gain muscle. So I secretly sabotaged him. <laughs> I, I, what I would do is I I, I forgot what I did. I, I did. I did something. I don't think you did anything. No, Secrets out. I'm sure I did something I don't think at you did some anything. point. Um, but but and, you know, now I'm looking at this. I don't know why I didn't connect. This is dumb. Like, why didn't I put? The social negative with the social positive that doesn't make any well, sense. I, like and then, sort of, I thought yeah, you sort I of guess. connected. Well, okay, so so the positive you could do, which should have been having social positive social forces, <laughs> um, is is having a secondary motivator. So uh, you know, ask yourself why. So motivator. when you have a goal, whatever it is, like whether it's you know again whatever your goal is, run a marathon, lose weight, build muscle, gain fifty pounds, you know, fight, whatever it is, you know, don't just. Um, you know, don't you don't just want the goal because that you know that the motivation for that goal for that number will wane pretty quickly, especially if you're it's a New Year's resolution and there's no, you know, you really need to have some kind of real connective tissue that's that's connected to your life and to you and to to what you want out of life. So you want to ask yourself, why do I want that goal? Why do I want to run the marathon? Or why do I want to lose you know X amount of pounds? Why do I want to look good in a bathing suit? Like. Have some other, again, a secondary or even tertiary motivator, because that that's what you're going to fall back on when you're when you're not motivated. If you know if you if it's just the superficial goal, 
and you you lose your motivation, if you can't fall back on something, it's much, much harder to kind of get the motivation to do it versus like, again, if I, you know, a, a wedding is a good example because the wedding, it, it's a date, it's there, you know, you have a dress, you have a certain way you want to look, you have a suit, dress, whatever it is. And so if you're getting demotivated at the gym, you, all you have to do is think, well, why am I, why do I want to get in shape? Oh yeah, I got a wedding. And that will kind of re-motivate you. So kind of having that why answering that why for a lot of and for other people it could just be completely different it could just be you know how people treat them or how people look at them or or how they feel about themselves or uh, you know any number of things but but really ask yourself you know why maybe it's just walking up the stairs with groceries better or playing with your kids whatever it is mm-hmm. if you have a why um, it generally is is going to help a lot when when you start to lose that motivation hmm. and well just to add on to that the why needs to be really big. Like it needs to be more than just that. It needs that to be sur- a capital Y. Right? It needs no. It just needs to be. It needs to be bigger than that surface stuff that Ryan was yeah. just saying. It really needs to matter to you a lot yeah. because at the end of the day, if it matters to you, you're going to find a way to make it work. If it doesn't matter to you, you're not going to. So if it's powerful enough, it's strong enough. You have to ask. Um, I was on a podcast the other day, and um, Jason Phillips. It's a really good podcast. You guys should. It's all in podcast. Um, and he said, "What's the why behind the why?" Like having energy for your kids is equal to having a better relationship with your kids, which equals they're going to probably have a, they're going to have a better life because of it. Like you see, that's the why behind the why it's so much bigger than just, you know, having more energy to go up and down the stairs. So I would just kind of challenge everybody out there to, to really dig deep because motivation doesn't always come actually rarely ever comes. It only comes by doing, and we have to have something that's going to push us to do. Sweet. So, uh, I, I'm going to reword what Ryan what, what Ryan wrote, and it's about habits. And I think that it's thinking that you can break a habit without a ton of hard work. And so, and it kind of goes into some of the other things. So, if you're used to eating a certain way, and you think that you're just going uh, starting on New Year's, you're just going to be able to flip the switch. And eat completely differently. It's just not. How often do you see someone who's just been able to make a radical change, Tony? Just they're eating one way their whole life, and then day, you know, New Year's, and then poof. Now all of a sudden they're eating completely differently. Well, so no, they. It is actually possible they do if they just don't sustain it. Yeah. So yeah. Exactly. So well, it's yes. like eventually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what what people don't recognize is that. Um, like you were saying, it takes a lot longer to form a habit. There's actually studies behind this. It, people think it's like 21 days to break a habit. No, it's mm. actually, it takes on average three months to really sure. break a habit and another three months to form one. It's form actually why my program is a six-month program yeah, yeah. because I've read all the studies, especially when, when it comes to behavior change, behavior modification, it takes a minimum of three months and then that last three months to really solidify that these changes are real changes. And it also takes a lot of awareness, mindfulness, accountability. Um, you know, it, it, you have to be thinking about it every single day. It's not like, you know, six months, but like one week you're thinking about it and the next week you're not and the next month you are and the next month you're not. Like, it's literally like day-to-day things that you need to be doing and putting it, your attention forward to actually make it a change in your life. Yeah, we like we've evolved. Uh, habits are, are an important part of our evolution. You know, they're, they're things that we can do without thinking. You know, and, and every choice and every decision we, we make, you know, day to day takes energy. 
And so we form these habits very early on, you know, as a way to kind of counter that. So again, if you, if something is built in as a habit, it doesn't require the same kind of energy as something that's not. So yep. it's easy to do. It's easy to fall into. And then, you know, kind of in these extreme cases, it becomes part of kind of an addiction, um, whether it's to sugar or to smoking or, you know, to whatever salt, whatever it is. So, so I think, you know, the issue, yes, yeah, is, is people underestimate um, how difficult it is to break those habits. And I think, you know, we think, you know, th something like smoking that that is notoriously difficult, um, but we don't think about the same thing when it comes to, to eating poorly. A lot of people do think that they can just flip a switch or, or, or you know, to, to building an exercise into their life. I think people just underestimate the the difficulty that that's involved in that. And so, you know, for, it, so it's really important that people understand that and enter into their program with that awareness and, mm -hmm. and with that knowledge that this is not going to be easy. And again, have strategies for dealing with it when, when it does get hard. So when the going gets tough, you know, that you have some kind of a strategy in place um, to, to, to fight it. And some of these things we talked about, whether it's accountability or a journal, you know, or something as simple as like, you know, you, you may, you know, may create something that's like, all right, this is what I'm going to do whenever, you know, I, I fall into that or bribe yourself, whatever it is, like have some kind of a strategy so that when, when you do find that urge that you, you can fight it because again, the habits are strong and they're strong for a reason. Um, and so, yeah, breaking it does take a lot of work. It does take a lot of time. And so, you know, that, that's, it's really important to, to be aware of that. Mm -hmm. right. um, two things to that number one one thing I always tell people like the older you are the harder it is to break it right you took like if you've been kind of an overeater you know 35 years of your life you can't expect to to fix that in two weeks or a month right you've been eating this way for 35 years it's not going to take you another 35 years to break it but it's going to take a lot of extra attention but six months compared to you know, continuing on that path. Like that's what people really need to think about. Mm. Um, and then I was going to say something else and now I completely lost my train Well, how, so how, what are some approaches to create, to do the opposite of that is sort of in a good way is to create yeah. good well, habits. Yeah, so, so the good thing, yeah. So the, so the opposite is, is, is basically, yeah, it's basically the opposite of it is um, to develop habit forming goals. So I'm sure Tony, you probably have a lot more experience with this um, you, you know, dealing with with the diet, you know, mm -hmm. as a trainer, like people just have to show up, and then I I make them do the thing that they don't want to do. Mm -hmm. um, where you know you're not with people twenty four seven. So, um, yeah, what what can people do to develop good habits? Like, what are some of the strategies? So, if it's for their nutrition, I usually tell them it's my my slogan: helping you get healthy one bite at a time. Um, it's literally uh, yeah. picking one thing at a time and really focusing on that. So, if you're trying to drink more water, then you need to think about okay how am I going to drink more water and how am I going to apply this? Do I need to get a water bottle? Do I need to download an app on my phone? Do I need to drink, set an alarm on my phone to drink? Um, should I drink before I eat or after I eat? Like really think about it and practice it every single day yes. until it becomes second nature, like brushing your teeth. You wake up in the morning and you brush your teeth. You don't even think about it because you, it's something that's been ingrained in you. So if you're focused on drinking more water, you might wake up, have a glass of water, it becomes part of your routine, mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of where I help people is, picking one thing focusing on it and because i work with people on a weekly basis like and they have communication with me in between basically like we're we're working on it now the next week we think about okay is this a solidified goal can we move on or do we want to keep working on this and we kind of build off of that and actually the more you form healthy habits it actually does get a lot easier like i think it's like a muscle like you just have to work it mm -hmm. and more the more that you work it then it won't take you 
you know, it sounds like drinking a lot of water, drinking more water is like such a small little thing. And it's a small thing, but that small little thing gives you the confidence to do another small thing and another small thing. And you pick up momentum and all of a sudden it's like, oh my gosh, my whole diet's you, you literally learn changed. how to create good habits. Exactly, exactly. And, and, uh, just to piggyback off of what Tony said, uh, even though it's not necessarily health or fitness related, I deal with as as a guitar teacher, and I'm sure Ryan actually doing kickboxing. You see bad habits that have been created physically oh, yeah. from using improper technique. Yeah. So, if I'm working with a uh, a guitar student, one of the most common sort sort of uh, improper techniques is in the the right hand, or if you're a if you're a righty guitar player, is in the way that you strum the guitar. Right, I see, or or even just hold the the guitar pick. Right, I've seen so many weird habits because someone may not have learned the right way, and when we're trying to correct this, I I'll, I'll teach exercises, but the most important thing is that they do it a little bit every day. Right, so I'll get the the, the typical student will say, well, you know, I practiced two hours yesterday, and I'm like, what about the rest of the week? And they're like, oh, I didn't have a chance to practice. I'm like, well, if you were to have done five to ten minutes a day four times a week, you would have gotten a lot more out of it than this l super long session, right, where you forgot everything and then you tried to learn it and then we're going to go over it and then you're going to forget it again and then you're going to try to relearn and you're going to go into the cycle and you're not going to progress the way you want to progress. I don't know if you see a similar thing with the, with yeah. the technique. No, that, it's fair. Kickboxing. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Actually, what I think about is how people often struggle with um, eating healthy on the weekends. And I'd say the reason usually being is because, number one, obviously we know during the week we have structure, but also your 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 that's five days a week. Usually if you're working like Monday through Friday, that structure, that's your routine, you have five days of practice. Your weekend practice comes every five days or so. So it's a lot harder to stick to something when you're not having, you're not doing it every day. So I think, yeah, that's a really, really good point is that sometimes things take a little bit more effort and attention if you're not doing it on a daily basis. Cool. So um, number six is, um, I'm going to explain, say it because you're going to probably but not butcher it, but I, I, it's better for me to explain. Um, right. There's a progress bias in goal setting. So basically what, what that means is, uh, especially when you start off on a program and you're you're into it and you're still kind of motivated, we tend to actually overinflate the good that we're doing and underinflate the the neck bad that we're doing. So we kind of tip the scales. So for example, you know if you go out and you you have a really great meal, you have some you know I don't know quinoa and kale and a nice salad and and uh, you know. You, you're drinking a lot of water, um, but then you also have a couple cookies. You will underinflate those cookies and overinflate kind of the the good that you did. Um, or you know, if you had a really tough, good workout one day, but then you were really inconsistent the rest of the week, you may kind of sit and focus on that one really good workout and and kind of discount how you know maybe the negative impact of, of skipping the workout during that week. So, um, or maybe a better example is let's say you, your your plan is working out five days a week and you work out four days and you skip one day. Um, you know, you're going to look at the four days and say, okay, I did, I, I did go in the four days, but you're going to kind of discount the fact that you did skip one day. And that one skip day early on may not mean much, but over time, if you, if you can't fight that urge to skip the gym once, you know, you're going to have more problems down the line when you're not motivated anymore. So um, you want to, you know, be aware of that. So just be aware that, you know, even if you're doing well, you know, 
whatever your goal is, and again, we, we talk about not you know overdoing the goals, but whatever your goal is, just be aware that you don't want to overinflate the good and underinflate the bad. Kind of keep yourself in, in a good spot where you're kind of you're you're present and aware of what you're doing. So, and I think it, that's that's great advice. And I wanted to talk about, and now it just sort of came to mind, talking about the exact opposite of that where people will inflate the bad. So yeah. perhaps you've started a new eating or, or exercise plan or you're, you're working out and you're like, all right, a month has gone by and I followed this workout to a T and I'm not any bigger, right? Uh, so you start, you, you start obsessing over that and perhaps you go overboard and you try to do it and you stray from, you know, stray from the plan or you, let it, you know, or you let it impact you negatively, right? When you're doing what you should be doing and sometimes results take time, right? See, I, w- I was right in cutting you off because this has nothing to do. I think it does. With, no, it I, th- doesn't. I think it does. I, I think it does. I'm Tony, it, it's, it's important, but no. it has you know nothing saying, to do with right? what we're talking about. Well, it just about. gave me the idea and I didn't want to lose my train of thought. Well, I'm not, no, but, no, but I kind of do see what Justin's saying because yeah. what I was thinking was like how sometimes people they only focus on the scale and if the scale doesn't move, so it's kind of the reverse, right? It's like, if the scale doesn't move, they think that's like, like you were saying, like if you're not getting bigger, there's probably other things like, you committed to a workout plan and you actually stuck with it. That's something to be proud about, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe you didn't get bigger, but maybe your energies are level. Maybe your uh, energy levels are better. Maybe you're more productive in your job because you are happier. You know, there's like so many other factors. So, yeah, yeah I'm not really sure. Uh, about I that's fair. So, so now, actually, that's a really good one. <laughs> I think right I'm going to place that in 10. So we'll get back to okay, it. We'll, we'll get, get back to, to 10. Get to oh, um, yeah. It's I a good see point, point. Yeah. right? But... Yeah, you're, you 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 did you completely hijacked and butchered <laughs> number six. So again, <laughs> see, but you put the if you if you had just let me do it in the beginning, I would have done. <laughs> no, you probably would have <laughs> still done that. Um, but but regardless, so so more like that, that. It's an interesting idea that we don't talk about much because I don't you know never really considered it. But I, I think do you have that with your clients where they'll because I find this with my with personal training clients that especially when they're kind of motivated they will tend to look a little bit more positively on the good and then they'll kind of be, oh yeah, I did this, this, that, and that. Yeah, I'll, I mean, you know, I had a, I had a, I had a bacon cheeseburger well, and some yeah. cookies and fries, but but I was doing everything else. Um, but and, and so now here's where I will connect it actually to what yeah. you guys were saying is is the problem then, the the, the kind of connective tissue between the, what, this and what you, your, your hijack idea was, is that when the scale doesn't move, you're, it's likely, you know, if you think you're doing great and you're not, you're not reaching the goals that you expected. So let's say you're doing, you think you're doing great, but that scale's not moving. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe that's the underlying cause that you're you're not considering. You know, you're you're think you're you're thinking, okay, well, I'm eating lots of fruits and vegetables, lean meats. I'm doing this. I'm drinking a lot of water. Blah blah. blah. You know, and so you're not considering. Oh yeah, I am still having that that soda, or oh yeah, maybe the portion control is not that great, or I am having this, you know, these things that are gonna, that are keeping your weight up. So that is the kind of kind of connection to that is, you know, if you're not getting what you want, it, but you think you're doing great, it might just be that there is that kind of progress bias. Yeah, and and to just go with the original idea of, of progress bias, you see it in you see it in all aspects of life where people want and and for what it's worth it's not bad to focus on the positive in fact you should but i think at the same time you don't want to ignore the negative right so it could be something you know career based where you're like well i've you know i've i've progressed to a level but there's still something that might be holding you back that and i'm being vague that 
you're that you haven't touched on. And a lot of times you don't touch on the negative because that's the aspect that's uncomfortable for you. Yeah. It's like, yeah, you're you're okay with eating, you know, all right. So f- maybe for some people starting to eat a lot of fruits and vegetables or and eating quinoa and lean meat, right? Maybe that's not that hard for them. But what's very hard for them is giving up drinking. So they'll ignore the fact that they're still drinking a lot and only focus on the fact that now they're eating healthier. They're like, well, at least I'm eating healthier. Well, I haven't stopped drinking, but I'm still eating healthier. It's like, well, guess what? If you know you don't stop, you know, if you don't cut down the drinking, then you're not going to get to where you you want to get. So yeah, I see, I think what I think the whole concept of the of the progress bias is you know is huge, and you, we see it all over now. So what's the what's well, the positive? Did, did you have something else to Sorry. say, Tony? Yeah. No, I'm, oh. I yeah, I think we're good. I think it's going to come up. Yeah. As we go. Um, yeah, so, so I guess the, the counter to that would be um, finding ways to hold yourself accountable. So we talked about a little bit with like, you know, whether it's, you know, friends or a trainer or a dietitian, or, you know, family, um, you know, a social group, a Weight Watchers, something like that, um, you know, a journal, um, you know, but, but, you know, find ways to hold yourself accountable and, and it could be more internal. So maybe some people are more internally motivated that, you know, maybe it's taking pictures every week and, and comparing it. Maybe it's measuring yourself. Again, it could be friends. It, it could be any number of things, but, but hi, having some way to keep yourself accountable, um, that, that will keep you progressing towards your goals. And then if you aren't kind of progressing the right way, you always have that, that ability to kind of kind of reset and, and, uh, you know, figure things out or, you know, on, you know, on the flip side, if you're, if you're screwing up, you have that person or, or that method to kind of, you know, let you know in your ear, like saying, Hey, you're not doing what you said you were going to do, or you're not doing what you need to let's, let's redirect and, and kind of get back on the right track. Nice. All right. So the, the next one, I, <laughs> I just see it so often and people don't even realize they're doing it and it's creating vague or simple superficial goals that don't don't lead to any goal and I, and I have a I'll tell a story uh, uh, recently that happened um, I have been intermittent fasting and I think it's worked great Tony what do you think how do I look <laughs> you look good see right, right? that's uh, <laughs> to be fair what's she gonna say no no she, no, she should be honest she's like well no, you don't okay. look any no, no, different you've you lost some weight but I think I lost yeah. a little bit and I you know, feel I'm good. not I don't one think it's to comment on, on weight changes I now I know how you're doing it and hopefully you're doing it in a healthy way but I, I, I as a dietitian I, I've learned at a very very early in my career you never comment on someone's weight because you never know their mindset behind it yeah okay so. well I not necessarily like wait. I was just asking you how do I look the, in general? Do the, I look do I look healthy? <laughs> you look good. Do I look healthy? All right, good. Right. So no, but I've been doing I've been doing it I've been doing it well. I've been still eating a lot of healthy foods, right? And I've been sticking to my plan and I've been doing I haven't it hasn't been unreasonable. So I've been doing it in a way I think that that works very well for Here, here's an example of progress bias for Justin. So he had his you know nice turkey sandwich, he had a juice along with some jalapeno chips. But that's part but, of my plan. I, I, I the, my plan is that I eat anything I want. Oh, but, I, but you just said you're eating healthy. I am. So make up your mind. No, 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 no. I am eating healthy. healthy because I'm also, I'm incorporating, I'm eating healthy foods, but I'm also eating whatever I want uh, uh, with that. But I don't, in general, I don't overdo it. So yeah, I, I eat a little bit of junk food and I'm eating some sugar here and there, but I eat a lot of healthy foods as well and I stick to my plan. And that's part of the plan is that I could eat, my plan is that I could eat anything I want. Right. And, you know, but I but I have been incorporating the healthy foods into it. And for what it's worth, in general, I don't eat too much bad stuff. I usually eat pretty good stuff, you know, but I do incorporate some chips and stuff here and there. But for the most part, it's been pretty good and I've seen good results. So I'm just going to stick with it. 
So, <laughs> all right, to defend myself. <laughs> so, we're out as per my plan, right? I have usually one, you know, two, one small meal, one big meal, right? So, this day I was eating my big meal, and it was a big meal. I went out to dinner with some friends, and we ordered everything on the menu, and uh, I knew that we couldn't get away with it. So, we're going to have to mention the siren every episode. Every so. Episode. Anyhow, so we're out to dinner and we ordered everything on the on the menu and we're like eating and it was like a big delicious meal, and the 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 guy that was with us he said I'll oh, take the take this food home with you, and I was like, and I was like nah you know I'm not gonna just based on my what I'm doing I'm not gonna have a chance to eat it so you just take it home you're gonna want it you know when you're gonna wake up in the middle of the night you're gonna want a snack because that's what he does and he's like oh no 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 I, you know I'm trying to be healthy so I, tomorrow I can't eat this and I'm like, and I'm thinking. We had, if you were to look at the food that we had that evening, you know, mac and cheese, you know, you know, burgers and pasta, just like all, just so much food, high caloric, which would not be considered healthy in general. And I just thought it was was very funny. It's like, so he's like, his goal is like, oh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be healthier, but completely ignoring the fact that the that day he had gone out and he was eating a ton of food that was not super healthy, right? Drinking, right? And it just, it, it just shows that he had, maybe he had this vague goal of I'm going to be healthier, but that's all it was. So... There he doesn't stick to it because it's vague. Instead of having the goal of oh I'm going to eat these foods or I'm going to stick to this plan, right? He's like oh my well I'm going to I'm eating healthier, so, right? And so that that's what can happen when you have such a vague goal. Of, oh I'm going to eat healthier. Well he wasn't, and one day he did, and one day he doesn't. So to me that doesn't really constitute eating healthier. And I also see it all the time with working out. Oh I'm going to try to get in shape. Right, it's not specific enough. So what's specific, like, you know, I'm going to get in shape. So they go to the gym for a week or a month, and then, boom, they're done because they don't have any real goal. So mm-hmm. that was my spiel on that. <laughs> cool. What was um, that for, number eight? Yeah. Or seven. Uh, seven. Seven. Oh, seven. Anything to add for that? No, I just think things, things need to be specific. Like, so there has to be a plan. It doesn't have to be a rigid plan, but there has to be some sort of plan in place. Um, that you're that gives you some sort of direction and gives you a little bit more specific tips on how what you can follow. Yeah, and the, the counter to that is kind of setting up small, attainable, measurable goals. So you know, instead of having the vague, sometimes we kind of we have we have two opposite ends of the spectrum. You kind of have the 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 vague, you know, superficial goal, and then you have the overly ambitious like goal. And I think neither one works because the overly ambitious goal is so far in the future that it's really hard to stay motivated and and to really to see that out. Um, and at the same time, the vague goal, you know, you don't really know what that is. So again, once you're not motivated, you you lose any connection to any any goal. So kind of having things that are small and attainable though are measurable. They're things that you can do in a month. Um, and then once you reach that, you can set another one. And, and you can plot these goals out so that they lead to a larger, you know, more ambitious goal. But having the small measurable attainable goals are things that are, there's a realistic outlook, um, whether it's days or weeks or, or months. And they could be habit forming goals. You know, they could be, you know, specific weight goals. They could be performance goals. They could be, you know, food choice goals. They could be, you know, exercise choice, you know, any number of things. But they sh- the key is that they're kind of 
you know, small, you know, they're, they're, they're something more than you're currently doing, but something that's attainable, that's realistic. And again, that's measurable so that you, you know, you, you know, you can tell yourself in a month or in two weeks, like I, I went from A to B, you know, and that's the key to that. So having that, you know, I think is a, is a good counter to having those kind of vague, simplistic goals. And like you said, the time is important. So like in two weeks, I would like to be doing this in a month. I'd like to be here. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So we have eight and nine, which are, you know, sort of, you know, sort of similar. Uh, and it's overdoing the diet. Right. Mm. And at the, at, stick with eight. Let's, let's right, go right, overdoing right, the right, diet. We'll do and <laughs> so we'll let Tony speak on this topic. What, what would be considered overdoing it when it comes to a new diet or new eating plan? Well, it would just be trying to go back to that extremes. I'm not really sure how this would be much different, but maybe um, not taking into consideration other things that are important, like sleep and exercise and hydration and just thinking like it's all about the diet. And although the diet is very, very, very important, like there are other aspects that need to be considered. That's why I tell everyone it's about committing to a healthy lifestyle. It's not doing a diet. It's just committing to healthier living in all ways. Even stress management could fall in there. It doesn't only have to be about diet. So that's a great take on it. So I was, I'll actually kind of give you my, my rationale. Um, so when I did number one, which is the, and these aren't in real, any real order, but the first one was no, the they're overly in order. You made one to 10. So yeah. that means you made it order. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, so number one was extreme or lofty goals. And so what I meant more by that was like the long, the extreme goal, like of, you know, going from a couch to marathon or like, uh, losing 50 pounds or, you know, so more for me, it was like the, the long term. what was, what, what did I, what was the end result that I wanted. That was the idea for number one. And then we kind of, we, we turned it a bit to this. We kind of conflated these two. And so this one was more about, you know, having a super strict diet, you know, going from somebody who really had no restrictions to doing a ketogenic diet or, or no restrictions to having zero bad foods or whatever it is. So that was kind of the rationale, but yeah, we, we kind of, which a lot of these, there's a lot of overlap, but I also liked your idea, take your take on this, which is, you know, it exactly like, you know, no one aspect of your life is going to, um, is going to make you a healthier person. So you kind of need balance. And if you yeah. only focus on the diet or if you only focus on exercise, um, that also becomes a problem. So, so yeah, that was a good take on it. And it came up. What also just popped up into my head is um, a lot of people who decide to go to do like, say, uh, like a bodybuilding competition. Obviously, we know that diet's very restrictive and all mm-hmm. that. But they don't even have the basics of nutrition under their belt. And they're not, a, they're not talking about like, I can't even tell you how many people it's really unfortunate that have like basically have a history of eating disorders and they go into these these competitions and it screws up with their head and it just kind of feeds their issues with food more um and basically it's like so it could, it's like jumping from one extreme to another extreme so it's not even jumping from like zero to an extreme it could be jumping from one extreme to another extreme and that i think is dangerous too and and uh, to to sort of uh tie into this uh, friend that i know does exactly that mm-hmm. he ha- he's had uh, i think I've, I've even mentioned this before that he, he has some there's some issues that he has he said he has that he's had back problems he's had uh, fatigue issues with fatigue issues with this right that I, I think he's got some psychological issues too like these are not crazy but I think he or maybe some depression that he may not even be aware of so he's always searching for something so he was telling me about how he did these really long fasts 
sort of out of nowhere. Then he was telling me how he was doing this diet. Then he was telling me now how he switched to this exercise plan. And it was just like every time I spoke to him, it was always something new and something extreme. And you just wonder if he was really hit it. He, he was Trump, and uh, I feel bad. I want him to be happy. But you're wondering if he was really hitting what was the, the, the root mm-hmm. cause mm-hmm. of everything mm-hmm. instead of you know trying every extreme solution under the sun to fix what, whatever problems he perceived uh, existed. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, that's actually why a lot of people think, like the diet's the one thing we can control in this world. Yeah. And so that's usually the first thing we go to, but that might not even be what you need to be fixing. Cool. So now the um, opposite to this or something, a change you can make, this is a simple change, especially if like you, you're somebody who has you, the idea of really affecting change in your life is, is, is unlikely right now. Maybe you have a, maybe you're an accountant and you're, you're hitting tax season and it's going to be absolutely insane. And the, the idea of fixing your exercise or diet is just unrealistic for the next. Now I would argue that you can find time to do it, but let's say, let's just say you're in that boat. Um, simple two things you can do, get more sleep and drink more water. Um, they're very simple changes that that will pay huge dividends in your life in energy level. Like one of the great ways to get have more energy is drink more water. You know, especially for exercise. Like mm-hmm. if you're you know being hydrated properly, hydrated makes such a huge difference um, to your your output in exercise. Um, and get and or just day to day. And same thing with sleep. So you know, getting appropriate sleep and drinking you know appropriate water are two changes you can make in your life. Uh, you know, they're somewhat realistic and reasonable for most people. Um, you know, might mean putting down the phone earlier at night um it might it's actually sort of just a changes. good goal and an, yeah. a good thing to do just in itself so put down your phone right because now uh, you um your phone gives you that that pain painful uh, realistic you know painful realism of how many hours of screen time you've spent per week do you get that do you get no, that I message don't. i wouldn't i don't i would not do but well with that like right. when you see that you've spent you know Four hours a day or five hours, right? For me, actually, I, I was able to lower it. So that's, that might be another one, right? Sleep in water and maybe try to half an hour less each day of, of looking at, at the screen. Fine. So right. sleep water, less screen time. <laughs> I think that's big. I think. Well, you really years, are. Like, you, you are supposed to limit your screen time to no more than two hours a day. No one does. Yeah, that... <laughs> Look, and we don't mean if you're, you know, clearly if you're working or something like in front of a computer, that's what you have to do. But we're talking about, you know, just... Going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Good callback. All right. So the um, all right. So nine is uh, is is sort of similar, and it's it's, you're you're trying to, and I'll I'll also uh, add on to this a little bit. You're trying to lose all your weight in the gym, or you're trying to get bigger in one crazy session, and yeah, it just doesn't happen that way. All right. Uh, Well, so. I guess so. Basically, so nine was saying trying to lose your weight in the gym. So while we we stress not to overdo the diet, you know, I think it's also important to understand that weight loss is largely a product of of, of you know your diet and weight gain and, too for that matter. Yeah, and when weight gain, yeah. So weight loss, weight gain is is a lot of diet, um, and what you do in the gym gym will complement it, and will kind of pay long term. Or longer term dividends, but you know you're not gonna. Let's say you decide you want to lose weight, and let's say you want to lose ten pounds, um, and you're like, all right, I'm just gonna go in. I'm gonna I'm gonna run four days a week. I'm just go to the gym. I'm gonna do four days, forty minutes running. Um, if you don't change your diet, you're unlikely to lose um, that much weight because you know law, at the end of the day, especially if like that exercise increases your appetite. At the end of the day, that extra work is easily compensated. 
with with diet. So <laughs> like always say you could run really hard and yeah. have one slice of pizza and poof. Yeah, yeah exactly. So so basically, so that's that's the key is basically that you know, and that was what I was trying to say with that one is for some people they kind of think that the work in the gym should equal a change in the scale, and that's not necessarily the case. So and or, or like you said, if you you know if you go into the gym you start lift trying to lift really heavy, but you don't start compensating with with increased calories and protein, you're probably not going to put on all that much muscle. So you just want to be careful of, you know, the the goal is more than just what you're doing in the gym. It does require the diet. And we go back to that same theme of, you know, it's kind of a holistic approach. You need to do a little bit of everything. It's not just one, one. And, and Ryan doesn't mean like a holistic, like no, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-S-T. He means no. a holistic, yeah, like yeah, yeah. W-H-O. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. that's a clever little taking the holistic approach. <laughs> yeah, I guess We so. like that. We have to use that somewhere. Yeah. You like that? Totally yeah, you're the right. holistic approach. Yes, I like that. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. So, um, okay, what's the counter? Um, uh, where, the counter to that? Uh, where is it? You lost me. Um, oh, tra- okay. Um, k- keeping a diary and tracking progress. Uh, so again, we again overlap with other themes, but um, a diary is useful because it, it allows you to see what you're doing, what you've done. Um, you know, it, it could be a it could be just the numbers, like what you you know that what you're having. You could write how you feel. I think that works for a lot of people. Is like mm-hmm. you know also you know after a workout you write what you did, but you also write how you felt after the workout. Um, it gives you a chance to kind of look back at what you've been doing, and and um, you can get an idea of like I felt like this doing this exercise or I felt great with this this food or I didn't feel good with that um, you know it allows again it keeps up with the accountability um, and then again tracking your progress is going to let you know what you've been doing and what needs to change if you're if you're on track great if you're not then what have you you know you can go back and look and see what you're doing and then make modifications in order to affect change I think if you don't have that hard kind of data then it's easy to again going back to progress bias it's easy to kind of remember that you did x y and z but you'll forget the details and um you know i notice this when i'll have people you know even filling out like a food log or an exercise log they if they just tell you off the top of their head there's so many things that get left out and that they forget that you know there it's you can point to if they write it down like oh well what about this this and that you don't remember this this and that and and you know so you really need to you know write things down to be aware of not only your feelings but what you're doing and it helps you make changes in the future and you had something to add yeah Tony? no i mean tracking yeah. your progress is what i preach all the time every day <laughs> you know what would be a cool invention food diary it's like the best thing uh, like a like a black mirror style implant that automatically tracks everything that you eat. You think you could create that, Ryan? How would that work? Like so, you didn't actually have to write anything down or enter anything. Like you just ate it automatically. What if? Because you would have to be some kind of implant in your throat. What about in your stomach? Oh God, I don't know. I guess. I, you, some kind of an implant. It's a good idea. That, yeah, that, well, if you could figure this one out, we might have, we could quit our jobs. That <laughs> checks the molecular kind of count of, or like, <laughs> you almost go on a molecular level, checks what, what's coming in. Oh, there and then, go. I don't know. What right, talking we'll, about? It's we'll, a good we'll idea. It out, yeah. All right. If any, um, uh, if there's, I don't know what, what, I don't even know what type of scientist or, you know, app. All right. Look, if you're, if, all right. So scientists and app creators, Please contact us on this if you have any ideas. <laughs> we'll even give you 10% of all the proceeds if you're able to, to create this. Do all the so. science, do all the development, <laughs> put 10%. it together. <laughs> right. So. Leave it on our doorstep. Yeah, you get 10% of everything. Nice. Yeah. Um, Look, we, we can, that's negotiable too. So just please you know, feel free to contact us. Yeah. All right. So, all right. So, yep. You want to say something else? No. Were you going to say something? No. Okay. No. Let's do number 10. All right. right? So, yeah. Number 10. number 10. Yep. 
So 10 is forcing the change. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> okay, that's a, all right. <laughs> ah, I thought you were going to have your whole little thing about it. Okay. I'm going to let you uh, for, so, so I think, so, Anyhow, so, so what forcing the change is, <laughs> I'm just going to go for it. No, I think, it, you know, and again, it, this was me kind of, me shoehorning something in to fit the positive part but but i think you know part you know again it kind of overlaps a little bit with with um you know ambitious goals but you know if you know and really the idea of, of just kind of the vague goals is you're, you're when you try to shoehorn change into your life it's really difficult so if you if you want you know if you kind of decide i'm gonna get fit just for the sake of getting fit and uh you just start you start doing anything whatever it is and but you're, you're really forcing it to make it work um it's you know again like we're talking about it's unlikely to work because it's not comfortable it's not something you're used to and as soon as you lose your motivation um you're gonna have a hard time doing it so it was really just about a matter of like really kind of if you're forcing yourself to to do any of this there's a problem and, and you kind of have to look deeper into it and try to figure out what what, what am i doing wrong like not that things not that exercise or or health, healthy lifestyle you know, not that it needs to be enjoyable, although it should be, because if you're living a healthy lifestyle, you should feel better. It should, you know, pay huge dividends just in your life. Um, but if you're not loving, you know, how you're eating, or you're loving the exercise, um, that's, you know, that's fine. But if you really hate it, or if you have a really hard time with it, there's something wrong. So you really shouldn't be, you know, kind of, it shouldn't feel like you're forcing yourself to do any of this, unless like you make a decision to run a marathon or, or you're going to do a boxing match or something, you know, something that does require, you know, significant physical effort and, and does require you to a large extent to really push yourself to and sometimes beyond your limit. So unless that's what you're doing. But, but then again, we, you, as you mentioned earlier, if you don't have a, a, a base to from which to do that, it's going to be nearly impossible. So if you're going to try to run a marathon, right? If you're like, I'm running a marathon in three three months, and you just you've never really run before, then it's going to be it's going to be tough. tough. Yeah, it's going to be super hard to yeah. do that. So I think so. So yeah, I think it's like just kind of shoehorning your your goals like into your life. You've never used that word, and you've used it three times more in the than last three like times. I use I, I've been using it more lately. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. That's the word of the month. Word of the yeah yeah. No, I've definitely been using it a lot more. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of what Ryan was. I'm gonna shoehorn. Off of what Ryan was saying, I was really poor work. use of it. Yeah, that did not work at all. <laughs> I know. So, so um, uh, and I've basically given up trying to help uh, people in my life either get healthier, lose weight, this, this or that. I just choose to and, help strangers, uh, right? Well, look, I, I'll help people that actually want to do it. But so the, the the prime example of this is my mom. So I'll be talking to her, and she'll say, "Oh, after you know, a after this holiday, I'm going to lose weight. After New Year's, I'm going to lose weight. Well, you know, I have to go here. So after that, I have this. I have after that, you know. And I and I keep saying to her, "No, you won't. You will not do it after that." Don't even bother. The reason why is because if you if you're waiting till after this arbitrary time, such as New Year's, <laughs> right? You're not going to do it because you are not ready to make the change. If you were ready, you could do things right now. Mm -hmm. That going away or having a holiday has nothing to do with it. Yeah. So what if you eat a lot on Thanksgiving? That's one day, mm -hmm. right? What about? all the other time mm -hmm. right so that's what I always say and, and I'm sure you see that a lot like that's the classic oh after this after the mm -hmm. holidays after I get back from vacation after this right it just, but you just know that if, if you're not ready to make the change it ain't gonna happen right but on the, and the, to kind of counter that 
<laughs> you know, honestly, no, you may never be ready. Yeah, so yeah. this is kind of what I want to say about that. Right. And it's ex- ex- what I said in my podcast um, about why waiting till January 1st is a terrible yeah, idea, yeah. because if you were going to do it, you would have done it already. Yeah, yeah. OK. And then also the other part to that is the only reason why January 1st is like this magical number and you do feel motivated is because you mentally told yourself and yeah. prepared yourself that you're going to do it. So if you put that mental shift to I'm going to do it today or I'm going to do tomorrow you're gonna do it because you told yourself you would that's what makes it magical you not the date and so you really have to create the change because you want to make the change because it's in it's really what you truly want going back to creating that why that's the only way it's actually gonna happen and it's the only way it's gonna stay so and so the counter you kind of said already is is you you need to be ready to make that change and so what well, uh, it's a, that's an interesting concept well, because that's the only thing. It's like you have to be ready. Well, well no, so, so, said, so what? What I, do you, what I mean, if you're not ready, then so well, you so, may never so, be ready. Like you have to want it. I don't yeah. even know if it's about being ready. It's about yeah. wanting mm-hmm. to change. You have to want it. You have to really want it. So, so, if, so yeah. what I, you know, what and what's meant by that is more. It's more of a philosophical idea. Yeah, well, it's, yeah. it's you've got to be aware of of the change, and and you have to, you have to, you have to plan on a deeper level for that change and be and and so being ready may not necessarily be you know being mentally kind of yeah you may never be ready for it you may never be totally on board it may never be the easiest thing in the world for you but you do need to kind of be aware and you know be prepared for the change and and know the obstacles that you personally are going to face and what you're going to do to avoid those obstacles. So if I know that going out with my, with my friends, at, you know, after work is, is a problem area for me, then I, then I have to be ready for that. I have to be prepared for that. I have to know what to do to counter that or to fight that off. And I, I can't allow myself to make a decision or to not make a decision in the moment. So, you know, that's kind of really what I, what, what's meant by, by being ready is, you know, there is the mental aspect. There is the kind of being, being emotional. There's emotional aspect, I should say, of being ready for it. And for a lot of us, you know, that we may never be, we may never want it, you know, on a deep level. We may want the results. We may want the, you know, the benefits of, of being healthier or being in shape or, 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 you know, having a healthy lifestyle, but we may not want that. We may still want the bad stuff, mm-hmm. but you, you do need your life to be prepared for it. You right. do need your life to that's be ready for con- it. And so I think that's the kind it. of yeah. the, the approach that you need to take is that, that you, you have to set things up in your life to make that work mm-hmm. and not shoehorn, um, you know, things to, to, to work because it'll only work momentarily. And then once you're, you face that little bit of resistance, um, if you don't have a plan to fight the resistance, um, you, you know, you have a really hard time. And of course, making yourself ready is a. It could be a whole podcast discussion in and of itself. And perhaps there's a simple answer of if you're not if you're not ready or if you don't want something, you can't achieve it. Period. So there that you know there's certainly you know could possibly if you don't want to make yourself healthy, you never will. Right. Right. So you could certainly say that. And there there might be a lot of as as sort of simple as it sounds. There there, there might be a lot of truth to that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we could certainly get get into that. And can you make yourself ready? Is can something happen in your life where you're like, now I'm ready? Well, I 
I, I think it can. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think that certainly can. Like you could have, you know, people have had, uh, you know, heart attacks and say, well, I got to change things. Or someone has a kid and says, I got to be healthier. I got to be better for my kid. So I'm going to give up drugs or alcohol or something like that. There, I, I think things can happen to make people ready for the change. But I personally believe that you got to you got to really want it in order yeah. to make any any real difference in your life. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. All right. Well, we we have had nice a new podcast. segment, but I think we're going to save this for the next oh. episode because we went way over. Um, oh, I, I always thought those we were going to make it a little mini segment. We were, but we we're going to add it. Oh, we to could do the both. Episode. Oh, okay. So, so I was going to say, nice. but but um, I think we're stay gonna tuned. Have to, stay tuned. Yeah, we're going to have to start that next week. So so um, although I don't know what we're posting next week because it could be something that we already recorded. So some point in the next couple of weeks, we we have a new segment we're going to start doing, which is telling some of the interesting stories we have from the gym. Um, yes. and uh, actually our first story is something that just happened a week ago. But um, yeah, you guys oh, are going to which rem- which now come to think about it. If you have some interesting stories for the gym, from the gym, yeah, that's right? An idea. So let us know about them. Yeah. Something wacky, something you know, crazy, something that, or even if it's something that that actually made a big difference, like you were working out and you you met someone and and you just loved the way this person worked out, right? I know that doesn't sound yeah. crazy, but if if Maybe you have you something fell like in wacky, love in the gym and you're getting married. There you go. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, you know what? Actually, that's a great point. So, so especially because we're going to try to do this every week, and I got a, I got a solid twenty or thirty uh, like got, good ones. We got enough. But I'm going to run out. We got and enough. So once I run out, if you want to start sending your your stories, that'd be great. Uh, we'll read them on the air. Um, yeah. So if you have any weird, wacky, interesting stories from the gym, we'll we'll do our best to read or it romantic. once we're done with ours. Or romantic. <laughs> Um, Ryan, well, make, make it make ones. it engaging. So so if it's just like I met so and so, we fell in love. You know, not funny. But if it was like <laughs> you know, my idea. I, I no, no 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 no. I'm saying like if there was a funny way that it happened yeah, or yeah. something really interesting or no, or romantic about it, like definitely. But if it's just like uh, like for instance, like uh, like the bodybuilder Titus, who like and his his wife at the time, how he like pursued her and pursued her, and then um, they uh, they wound up killing someone and like burning it and leaving on the road like that like it's a story like what? that wow. you guys don't know not about that, that story. it was a big deal well, i guess uh, it, look it just make it interesting that's all i ask so, so yeah if it's interesting great so no not, not that like a romance could be really fun and interesting um as long as uh yeah we actually have a couple we, we, we do have a couple stories about romance at the gym both hilarious if and, you want to you could call and, it romance but make it interesting well yeah uh, like yeah. a special like about the room which ryan yeah, will yeah, tell you about yeah, the room tell you about the room later all right well Stay tuned. You know um, where to find us. Yeah, uh, all the, well, yeah, well, email the gymwits at gmail.com if you don't want to send one of your interesting gym stories in. Um, and that's it. I'm Ryan George. I'm Justin Guild, a.k.a. Chef Sonic, reminding you that truth does not sell. And I'm Tony Marinucci, your registered dietitian. Tips for Tony, helping you get healthy one bite at a time. And, and we are the Gymwits, wishing you a happy, happy new, new year. year. All right. All right. So, uh, I'm sorry, I know you said we are the gym with soap of line, you can say, and we are the gym with.